everybody in the media loves the Bengals. Everyone has them as a top, like top three, top four team in the league right now. And somehow Zach Taylor gets no credit. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wash Athlete Podcast in another episode of This Week in Sports. If you are new around here, we are the Wash Athlete Podcast. We are a group of five guys uh, in college at the University of Pittsburgh, and we just talk about sports or whatever is on our mind. We have a mainline podcast episode where we talk about whatever on our mind, our lives, stuff like that. And then on this segment, This Week in Sports, we do one each weekly. We talk about the sports world, mainly football, basketball. Sometimes we throw a little World Cup in there from our last two episodes. But as you may notice, that we are virtual right now if you are new around here. Um, typically we are doing in-person recordings, but we are all on winter break right now. So we're going to do these virtual recordings, make sure we get some content out for you guys, but we will be back in person as soon as yes, the sir. semester starts up again. And then also you may notice that we're down three members of our uh, group and just, they have other obligations today. So it's just going to be Raj and I here today, um, kicking mm-hmm. off as we talk about Luka Doncic in the NFL. Actually, awards, uh, so. I have one thing to say. Um, I hate Kansas. I hate the state of Kansas and I hate anything that has to do with Kansas because they busted my 20 leg parlay. Mm. I, I bet 50 cents to make $76,000 and it busted after game two. Thanks, Kansas. That's a tough look. Um, but if you're, if you, if you, uh, if this is your first time watching the episode, please make sure you drop a like and um, subscribe. That would really help our small channel out a lot. Um, for those who have been watching our episodes, uh, our last two this week in sports episodes have been some of the best videos that have been on our channel. So we really appreciate all the support. And if you can continue to keep dropping likes, subscribing and watching the videos all the way through, that would help us out a lot as we continue the dream of building a big podcast. So anyway, we're here to talk about sports. So we are going to get right into it. And we cannot talk about sports and what's been going on in the sports world without talking about the Luka Doncic 60, 21, and 10 game. I didn't see the highlights yet. I'm probably going to watch that after or while you're talking. But I saw that stat line just everywhere. I'm like, I was like, I, I didn't even think anyone could, po- I mean, possibly someone can do that. But it's just like. Just to think about someone dropping 60 points. What was it? 20 rebounds? No, 21 rebounds. 21 rebounds. And it was 10 assists? Yeah. Yeah. That's just like, I can imagine in a world, 60 points, maybe 20 rebounds for like a ball. Like he's not, a. I mean, I guess he's a ball hog on that team. Maybe like I can see that happening, but also throwing on a 10 assist and getting a triple double. That's like, that's insane. No, it's insane. It's one of the craziest stat lines you'll see in the sport. A lot of people on the um, sports media were talking about how, this game is um, like why maybe it wasn't as impressive as it was. And like, those are different arguments, but if you simply look at 60, 21 and 10, there's not many stat lines in the NBA that are better than that or have ever been better than that. So um, hats off to Luca. He also had a crazy play at the end of the game where he intentionally missed a free throw, got his own rebound, put it back up to force the game to overtime. I mean, that game is inches away from not going to overtime. The Mavericks lose. Luca has 53, 20 and 10 or something like that. And I mean, 53, 50 doesn't look as good as 60. So absolute hats off to Luca. Um, this is though doing a little bit something where, and I'm going to throw Joel Embiid into this as a Sixers fan. Um, Joel Embiid is still, <laughs> Joel Embiid is averaging more points and more rebounds than Luca shooting better from the field and from the free throw line than Luca and has the highest defensive win shares in the league as a better record than the Mavericks. And, this game has caused a lot of media attention to go to Luca as it should, but it's almost switched the conversation into like, oh, Luca is like the MVP favorite. And it's like, people got to remember the Mavericks. I know the team isn't good. Like Luca's great, obviously, but the team is still not good. So what we cannot do here with this whole Luke Luca stat line is now take this into a, well, hey, is Luca the best player in the uh, NBA? Is he up for MVP, even though his team's not good? Because 
with all due respect to Luca, there are a lot of other players in the league right now that have better cases for MVP than you. And particularly like for someone that's a Sixers fan who Joel Embiid's been balling, he leads the league in scoring. He's also had a crazy stat line game. He had recently the uh, the 50 points, 11 rebounds, eight block game. That was rated the eighth highest game score in NBA history. I think God, Lucas might be the sixth crazy. highest. Almost having a triple double just off of blocks is nuts. Yeah, no, there's been some crazy stat lines in the uh, NBA, and we can talk about that for a second. I mean, we've got the Jokic just had a 40 20 game or something like that very recently. Joel Embiid had the 50 10 and 8 game, 8 with blocks. Um, Devin Booker dropped 50 of the other day. There's a couple other people who have dropped 50. I mean, the NBA, right? I feel like you're a star in the NBA, and like, like this is the time to score big because everyone right now is just having great performances. And if you're a fan of the NBA, like it's absolutely like a perfect time to like watch basketball because every night these stars are doing something crazy. Mavs winning the entire thing. I'm putting my money down on it. <laughs> Listen, the Mavs might not make the playoffs. They are not a good basketball team. I want to see. Um, wait, I want to see the live odds for that. Like, it's probably like in like the hundred. I, I wouldn't say hundred thousands, but it's probably like no. fifty thousand. The Mavericks are probably like mm, plus one twenty to make the playoffs. I mean, they gotta get through the playing game. It's just that team built around Luca is just not that good. And I think people really thought Christian Wood was going to come in from the Rockets and make a big difference on that roster. I never thought he was, but and Christian Wood's a Sixers product from the G League and on the team for a little bit. So like I should like I'm rooting for Christian Wood, but I, he's not that type of player. They got rid of Jalen Brunson, who I'm not a big Jalen Brunson guy ultimately, but he still was a big part of that team and why they made the playoffs and why they made that run to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. And they kind of just sold him away for a bag of chips and here we are. The Mavs, the Mavs aren't even top they're top they're the third in their division. Mm-hmm they're plus 600 to win their division and then they are where are they oops wrong one wrong conference and they're plus 1600 to win the conference western conference i don't know about yeah, I mean, so the mavericks have almost zero they have a shot because they have luka one of the best players in the league like top 5 players mm-hmm. in the league but they don't have the roster i kind of feel i almost feel like in a sense it's like the bucks the buccaneers in football be like where like you give them a chance because of their reason. Like you give the Bucks a chance because they have Tom Brady. You give the Mavericks a chance because they have Luca, and you don't want to bet against them. But the roster and the way they've been playing all year gives no indication that they're going to make a run. We're hammering it. Is that two hundred? <laughs> what does it pay out? At a uh, hundred thousand dollars. But I'll look at the team. Oh, the Detroit Pistons. Well, the Detroit Pistons, we can talk about them for a second. Yesterday, Killian Hayes takes a takes his fist and knocks right into the cerebellum of Mo Wagner, knocks him out in a brawl on the court. Um, it was, like, one of the most crazy things I've seen. And that, like, Killian Hayes is going to get fined and suspended for a lot of games and a lot of money. I don't That's, know if it's come to, Oh, was that down. that fight that happened? Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. nuts. Yeah, because uh, for people who aren't aware, Franz Wagner, a player for the Orlando Magic, uh, he kind of like did something a little bit dirty to Killian Hayes, but nothing like warrants. His back is turned. Um, Killian Hayes gets his fifth, punches him, but he punches him in the back of the head where your cerebellum is, and Franz Wagner just went out. Like, he just got knocked out. He was able to walk off the court under his own power, but I mean, it's a really dangerous hit in the back of your head just by your spinal region and whatnot, and it also, like, for him to not be looking and to knock him out, it's, like, pretty serious. Um I don't actually know if he punched him. I hit him with his forearm, but either way, it was super. It was one of the weirdest things I've seen on a basketball court. Where like, I don't know why Killian Hayes did that or hit him like behind his head because like you're not even allowed to hit people behind their head in like the uh like mixed martial arts. Like mm-hmm. 
you can't you can't hit him in the back. It's it's really dangerous. Like you're leading talking about paralysis and your motor control. So yeah, I guess heat of the moment just decided to throw hands and then just went yeah. for the cheap shot. Ha- had a Mac Jones moment. <laughs> and then I guess that'll be our transition to football because that's pretty much all the basketball we're going to talk today. Um, let's talk about Mac Jones for a minute because my guy, like, it's not my guy, he's Jacob's guy, but like, he just like, I want to believe that these aren't dirty plays, but it's too many instances I know. happening all at once. Like, I don't, I don't believe he intends to be dirty, but there's a difference between intending to be dirty and just doing dirty things in the heat of the moment. And I, I think Mac Jones needs to see a counselor and talk about like, what's like these like, cause he doesn't have many opportunities to be dirty. Like he plays quarterback. He doesn't yeah, like, play like he has like two two moments every single game to be dirty, and he takes advantage of it consistently. Dude, it's that Alabama effect. You see what happened to everyone from Bama. Let's see, we got Henry Ruggs. Yep. Uh, who else from Bama's committed some atrocities? Uh, I guess Jalen Hurts against the Giants, but he's technically I don't consider him Bama just to piss off Jacob. Yeah. He's Oklahoma uh, product. Exactly. Uh, who's the other receiver from the Giants? Uh, the Oh, Jerry Judy. Didn't he get arrested for something? Yeah, he got something. Um, but regardless, um, just a weird, a w- very weird situation with Mac Jones mm-hmm. where he's just like kind of getting involved in these dirty plays. And you want you want to believe. You want to be like, oh, he doesn't mean to be dirty. But like, Come it's, on, it's just he probably. He probably is. Oh. His intrusive thoughts are going crazy. Yeah. And then before we get into our NFL awards talk, um, quickly touch on the Derek Carr benching. I don't understand what the Raiders are doing. I think I think they're they've I don't know. The the organization's a dumpster fire and at this point I think they're just I think I don't know. I think they're like, Okay, we haven't really done anything crazy good in the last few seasons. Let's figure out what the issue is and they just probably decided, Hey, it's Derek Carr. But there's no reason to believe it's Derek Carr. Like exactly. he he led him to the playoffs last year mm-hmm. when Henry Ruggs went to jail, um, and the coach like got fired because of a bunch of issues. Like he was like, one of the reasons that team stayed together last year, and now all of a sudden he can't play. I mean, yeah, I I don't know what's that organization. I think it's just I think what they're doing is they're just clearing house, just starting fresh. Mm-hmm. I I guess that's uh, C.J. Stroud's future home, maybe. Or maybe no, the- no, I saw something online. Brady Sean Payton duo in Las Vegas. I don't know, man. That's like, <laughs> or or hear me out. Brady to the Broncos. Actually, no, not Brady wouldn't go to the Broncos. Sean Payton to the Broncos. I also saw. I don't know. Do you want to be stuck with Russell Wilson as your quarterback though? Like the they, guy they isn't pay, good. They pay too much money for him. They're not going to get rid of him after one season because they're yeah. Gonna but be, I'm saying down so much. But I'm saying if I'm a coach like Sean Payton, do mm-hmm. I want to have Russell Wilson as my quarterback? I mean, he basically coached a course of Drew Brees through his last few years, so what's the difference? Fair enough. It's a, it's a I, Drew Brees who can run. Uh, what job would I want if I was Sean Payton? Probably like what a what Tom Coughlin did back when he went to the Jaguars after the Giants. I would I would hope that the Chargers flame out of the playoffs and they want to move off Brandon Staley. And then you can mm-hmm. go in that organization. And um, how long has Staley been coaching the Chargers for? This two, is sec- two, two years. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if getting rid of Staley's the option. Or I think this season they got plagued with injuries early on the offense. Keenan no, Allen no, got hurt. I don't think getting. I don't think getting rid of them is the option. But I'm saying if that Chargers opening 
Like if that if there's an opening for the Chargers, mm-hmm. then you want that, and you have to take it. To have Justin Herbert as your quarterback. Oh oh first. oh! If the opening happened, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's gonna happen, but mm-hmm. you kind of hope maybe like first round you you play like. Like, say you play the Jacksonville Jaguars in the first round, and Doug Peterson just absolutely dominates Brandon Staley coaching-wise, and the Chargers are just like, you know what, we need to get off this guy because, like, we don't want to waste Justin Herbert. And then Sean Payton can just come up there and be like, all right, like, now I got what I'm working with. So that would be exciting. I guess. I mean, we'll see what it goes because, you know, they all these – I said the thing or the other day in the chat that T.O. wanted to go back to the Cowboys, like, now, and I'm like – what is going on? Yeah, I feel like there's always rumblings of really old NFL players taking a return. Like Tio's, Tio's not Bro's coming back. His forties, like you're not no. ready, dude. You play receiver. Yeah, uh, and he hasn't even played in the league for a while. So, mm-hmm. I but, don't know, but um, yeah, but NFL award time. NFL awards. I mean, this is we're going into week 17 um, of the NFL season. Currently, a Thursday night football game is happening right now. Um, God, Mike so, McCarthy is so fat. Sorry, I was just watching the game. <laughs> um, but we're in week 17, week 18 is clearly approaching. Most of these awards are really wrapped up. There's a few things that could change, but we're going to go down. Me and Raj, we're also going to kind of go through Peter's ba- ballot a little bit. We have very similar ballots in certain regards. Um, cause I think some of the awards have been locked up and they're pretty obvious. Mm. Uh, fortunately, you have a sample size that is... It's 18 weeks long to determine this stuff, so that's why they're pretty accurate. But we're going to run through them a little bit. Um, make sure if you're this part, let us know down below if you have any disagreements or if you want to put your own ballot down. We appreciate looking at it, and we'll give some response to you guys. First up, we're going to go from the back because I like to leave the, leave the MVP for last. Coach of the year. Raj, who do you have for coach of the year? We got Nick Sirianni, baby. You already and know what? I'm riding with our coach. And honestly, my reasoning behind it is last season, I mean – Considering when he came in, Carson Wentz and Dougie P, they got into it. They were all beefing with each other, all that stuff happening. And, you know, the Eagles organization, they we went out, we got him from the Colts, and we became the Philadelphia Colts somehow after he came in. But uh, first season, you know, growing pains, it was expected. I wasn't expecting us to go like, you know, what we're doing right now, I wasn't even expecting. But... Uh, he came in, you know, first season, got acquainted with everyone, and kind of, you know, he led us to the wild card game, which I was shocked by too. I didn't think we were going to make it that far that season, but yeah. And then this season too, no one expected the. E- Everyone's like, oh yeah, the Cowboys are going to run away with the division. The Eagles can't have Hurts as a quarterback. They they are not good. Blah 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 blah. But like, Sirianni, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would I don't want to say he did everything because it was also Howie Roseman masterclass with drafting and getting everyone, but he's been a good coach this season and honestly, he's like I wouldn't say he outcoached teams. It's hard to say, but he turned the organization around to being a mid team in the NFL to a really top like three team. Yeah. Um Nick Sirianni is 100% deserving of the coach of the year award. Um he's odds on favorite. He's probably going to win it and I have no problem if they give him the award. He is not my coach of the year. Um, but again, I can't sit here and say that um, he's not deserving. I mean, he took an Eagles team that was supposed to be good. Some people were giving Super Bowl rumblings. Most people didn't believe in the Eagles to make a run. Um, it's been great. The Eagles are 13-2, and two, um, which is a record many people... And all I'm going to say is there are two losses because we can't hold on to the football. That's it. Uh, yeah, and the second... 
the second loss with a backup quarterback on the road. Actually, you know what? We're going to talk about it real quick before we continue because <laughs> I've been seeing – I was going to mention it. I didn't get on the roster. Dude, the, it's okay. The, the Cowboys won their Super Bowl against us. That's all they, that matters to them. The Cowboys really – I've heard a lot of media people talking about how this is bad news for the Eagles and how, like, the Cowboys let – me, let me break this down for people who are not aware. The Eagles – when all, Eagles clinched pretty much the first seed. All they had to do is beat the Saints this week or the Giants in week 18. So they've pretty much essentially clinched the number one seed. They go down into Dallas on like on Christmas Eve. They go down into Dallas on Christmas Eve with a backup quarterback, a banged up secondary, and a Cowboys team who is really like who really needs to win this game to have any sh- sort of chance um, of taking over the first seed. Um, they go into that environment. Lose by six with the chance to win the game at the end on the final drive. Not to mention that Gardner Minshew had two interceptions and there were two other fumbles throughout the course of the game. The Eagles turned the ball over four times on the road in the Dallas Cowboys stadium and had a chance to win the game at the end. Somehow people think that the Eagles are not better than the Cowboys. Now listen, Lane Johnson's injured. We're going to have to see how that goes down. Jordan Davis is still injured. Mm -hmm. A lot of our defense is still injured. Robert Quinn. Um, Jordan Davis, I mentioned Sidney Gardner, Johnson, Devontae Maddox, but like if they're all healthy, like I don't know where people look at that game and go, you know what? And the Eagles are going to have home field where they're like the Cowboys are better. I don't think they're a better team at all. I think this game just confirmed everything. Like we came into the back of quarterback who threw two interceptions, won the game, and had a chance on the final drive to win the game. Like I don't understand where like all this Cowboys love is coming Mm -hmm. from. A, A lot of people in the media are like, oh man, the Cowboys are scary. They didn't. They didn't confirm anything to and, me. And um, right now they're down by. They're winning by maybe I think six points. To the goddamn Titans who are playing a backup QB and like no one. No, they're not even playing. They're playing their third string QB. And I'm pretty sure Derrick Henry is not playing. Yeah, like the Cowboys haven't been impressive to me, and their only impressive win was beating the Eagles by six. The the betting line was at minus six for Dallas. Like that was. That's what Vegas thought they were going to win by because the Eagles were again on the road with nothing to play for with an injured secondary backup quarterback. And like the, the Cowboys did exactly what they were supposed to do with that time. And they, they let the Eagles hang 40 on them or 34 or whatever, despite that. So I, I just don't like, that's my little side rant. I don't know why the media was tripping, yeah, but my favorite comment on every post from Cowboys fans is Dak owns your Dak owns your team, blah blah blah. And all the replies are, Congrats, you won your Super Bowl. You guys haven't won a playoff game in years. Yep. I think they will win that one this year, but we'll have to see. We'll see. But, you you know what happens to De- December Dallas. Honestly December Dallas. They were probably gonna lose if in all honesty, if Hertz was playing, we probably would have won that game. No, we would hundred percent. Hurts doesn't turn the ball over that much. Um, also, Minshew isn't a mobile quarterback. Hertz would have just saw an opening and just taken it immediately. No, it's just like it changes the whole course of the game. Um, again, defense was injured, um, and you you just don't know. Um, again, Miles Sanders had that fumble. He's fumbled back to back weeks. Um, the only time Jalen Hurts has been concerning with the turnover, so he th- he threw two in Chicago, but it was super windy. Um, I don't blame so him. So like Chicago game. No, so I, so I mean. That we don't lose that game if we have Jalen, and we're again we're still on the road with a banged up team. If we have if our team can get sort of healthy for the next the, for the, the playoffs, there I don't think the Dallas Cowboys come into Lincoln Financial Center and beat the Eagles. Now, if, if I'm wrong, clip this and put it out on the interwebs. But uh, I, I don't see a world in which that happens. But transitioning back to the coach of the year conversation, yes. um, my coach of the year is I mean, I don't know if I'd actually vote for him, but I'm gonna give him a lot of love here. It's Zach Taylor. 
Um, a lot of people have been making jokes, and they're always questioning if Zach Taylor is the, court, uh, the coach for the Bengals. I don't understand where that conversation comes from. The Bengals last year went to the Super Bowl when no one thought they could go to the Super Bowl. They come back this year, and they start off awful. They get an entire new offensive line. They're kind of injured. Jamar Chase gets injured for a while, and now they're 10-4. and 10-4? Yeah, ten and four. Well, uh, well, I think eleven and four actually. Um, they won last week, so now they're eleven and four. And they everyone have a shot at the one seed. Yeah, they have a shot at the one seed. If they beat Buffalo and Kansas City loses, they get it. Um, which I think they'll beat Buffalo. So like they have a chance at the number one seed. They started off awful in the beginning of the year. They've already beat the Chiefs this year, and everybody in the media loves the Bengals. Everyone has them as a top like top three, top four team in the league right now, and somehow Zach Taylor gets no credit like somehow it's not him who's making this work even though the Bengals in back-to-back years have been really good and they started off the year awful and now Lionel Collins the right tackle is out so it'll be interesting to see how they come back from that but I'm going to give Zach Taylor coach of the year because everyone loves the Bengals since they're a great team they started off awful for things kind of out of their control and now suddenly they find themselves in a position where they could be going into the playoffs as the number one seed where the road to the Super Bowl goes through mm-hmm. Cincinnati and they made it last year. And you know, Joe Burrow in, um, and in December, know, Jan- I could, January, I could, I could speak it into existence all over again. <laughs> yep. You could indeed. If people are not familiar, Raj said, go Bengals the entire last time we were on the podcast, which is crazy. Cause now this podcast is like a year old, but um, yeah. And then Peter's pick for coach of the year, of course, as a Giants fan is Brian Dable. Um, also another deserving candidate of coach of the year. I think he's fallen off a little bit at the, towards the end of the year because of uh, the Giants' poor performance. But, I mean, uh, he's, a, he's a worthy candidate. No one had the Giants playing this well this year. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I would give it to Dable, but like it's hard to say because injuries kind of plague the team. So it's like, I mean, I don't know. I Dable's up there, but like I wouldn't give it to him this season. It, no. It's Sirianni by far. Yeah, I, I think Sirianni wins the award. Like I said, um, I've seen odds of Zach Taylor being really low. I mm-hmm. think it's a lot disrespectful. But moving to comeback player of the year, Peter and I both have Geno Smith being uh, comeback player of the year. It's pretty obvious. Um, no one thought he was even going to win the starting job over Drew Locke. Gets the starting job. The Seahawks were really good in the beginning of the year. Very interesting team. They've fallen off a little bit towards the end, but I still think at the end of the day, you're going to give it to them. I know Raj has Saquon Barkley, so kind of talk about why he thinks Saquon Barkley deserves comeback player of the year. So, I mean, injured last season, comes back. He's the top five back in the league. I mean, Gino is deserving, but just so I'm not repetitive with all of you, I, I'm going with Saquon because, I mean, yeah. coming back from an ACL injury and being that good still is very hard to do, and that's a lot of respect. Yeah, Saquon's fallen off a little bit throughout the year. Throughout mm-hmm. the year, So is Gino a little bit. Um, this is Gino's award. I Everyone wants him to win this award, um, just kind of seeing how, like, his career was going and then now to see him play well. Um, so it's a good little story. Again, I feel like Gino's had this award locked up since like week three. Um, it's, it's been his for a while, but defensive rookie of the year. Sauce. There, Ahmad there's Gardner. one answer. It's sauce. Ahmad Gardner. Sauce Gardner. Um, or Ahmad Sauce Gardner. Yeah. yeah. He has been absolutely fantastic. Like, there were some question marks about like how much hype he was getting from Cincinnati. Cause again, he played at Cincinnati, which is a power five school. Um, I think they're a power five school. Mm-hmm. Um, and wasn't in the sec, wasn't facing elite competition. And some people, some people did have the criticism, like the is sauce, like, cause especially Derek Stingley um, in this, in an sec 
Um, same draft class. People were like, well, is he really, really better than Derek Stinley? So Stinley goes up against better guys. No, Sauce is that guy. He's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And he locked up he's Diggs. A, yeah. Quick, he locked up Diggs. Zach. Also, uh, quick side note. Oh, does Stephon Diggs just fall off the face of the planet? He is doing <laughs> nothing lately. Yeah. The, the Buffalo Bills have not been good. And you'll see that we have no Bills players on this list. Um, they're winning games, but they're not doing so impressively. And we'll get back to the Bills when we talk about our MVP because it is kind of crazy how we went from screaming Josh Allen's name to, wow, it's he is so low on the odds now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, defensive, player, yeah. defensive work of the year, easily sauce. Um, there's no questions about that. Now, this but is the one that, that's a little that, difficult. Well, I'll just, I'll, I'll just say real quick, sauce feels like the first guy in a while I've watched like where I'm like, that guy is going to be like an easy Hall of Famer and one of the best defensive players of all time if he stays healthy. He reminds me of Darrell Rivas. He, it's crazy. Um, and he also has Quinn and Williams on his team, who was mm. is up for. Uh, he's not going to win it, but he's up for the defensive player of the year award. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, offensive rookie of the year. Um, we have three different. Yeah, I mean, I have Kenneth Walker. I don't know about you or Peter, but yeah. I don't know who's winning this one. Yeah, uh, offensive rookie player is interesting. Interesting award because. Most of the times, quarterbacks don't play well as rookies, so they don't win the award. Um, they might not even start most of the time. And then you can kind of like Kenny's name. <laughs> um, and then other like people again, like it's usually a wide receiver, running back award. But again, they always you can't really give it to like an offensive lineman. So it's just it's a strange award to give out. Um, I, however, am giving it to Brock Purdy. Um, it's been a short sample size. But he's come in there. He hasn't lost. I don't think he'll lose until he gets into the playoffs. Um, I do so. have a counter on that Brock Purdy pick. I was thinking about thinking about it. Um, it's kind of like the whole argument with how like Hurts shouldn't win MVP because you can throw any QB into that offense. The 49ers have a very similar offense. No, no, no. I, I, so I agree with that. But I think when I look at the other options, and um, Peter, Peter had said that. Oh uh, man, I didn't pull this up. That's embarrassing. Uh, he said, um, he said Garrett that Garrett Wilson, um, should, should win it. And then I just don't think that Garrett Wilson on an offense that has been so bad this year in the Jets offense should get it over a guy that the 49ers offense has looked really good since Brock Purdy has been in there. He's continued to have a perfect record. And again, I'm not really mad. And uh, Raj, obviously, of Kenneth Walker, who's played well this year. But again, not really contributing to a lot of winning football. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to give it to Brock Purdy just for the way he stepped in there. And also, I am anticipating that he's going to win out the next two weeks. So that'll give him a record of 5-0. He'll be 5-0 as a starting quarterback with really good stats and contributing to winning football. So again, the tight award... um, you can see Brock Purdy's stat, his odds skyrocket if he wins out the rest of the year. It'll be insane if Mr. Irrelevant takes the Niners all the way to the Super Bowl. I will lose my mind if that happens. Yeah. And quick note, um, two receivers up for this award, Chris Olave and um, Garrett Wilson, mm-hmm. have been great this year. Um, it'll be exciting to see what happens when they both get actual legit quarterbacks in their uh, offense because T- Taysom Hill uh, – Andy Dalton, whoever that is, and Saints not doing well. And then uh, we, we we know the Jets quarterback situation all too well. Oh, God. 
But moving on to a very um oh no uh, defensive player of the year not an obvious yeah. well it's it's a pretty it's obvious award. it's yeah. so obvious it's Bosa yeah um obviously Nick Bosa there is some like Micah Parsons buzz again if like if the 49ers lose out and Micah Parsons had the last two game I think he can get to it but Maybe. Peter put it be- Peter put it best on his um on his sheet that he sent us um he's the best player on the best defense and it's tied for first and sex so. When your when your defense is good and you're good as well, you're going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Micah Parsons had a shot; he has not been playing well recently, and Nick Bosa is deserving of this award. Oh yeah, and uh, Offensive Player of the Year. It's a lot of controversy behind this one. Personally, I think uh, AJ Brown should now. It's going to be JJ. It's Justin Jefferson's winning this, no doubt. Yeah, um, he's he's on pace to smash all the receiving records. Granted, there's an extra week in the um. And the NFL season there used to be, but he's on pace to break all the records. Um, he's on a great team that's playing really well. Well, no, I don't know about that, but they have a good record. Um, and again, he's just he's just one. Of, he's the best receiver in the league, and he's looking unstoppable right now. Yeah, and there's been a lot of MVP talk about him because he's talking about it. The media's talking about it. He's not the MVP of the league. It's a quarterback award. Sorry okay. if you want to like. Like you can win offense, you can win offensive player of the year. Like that's fine, exactly. but um, but yeah, no one else. He's got this award locked up. He'll be gritting all over, uh, all over the stage when he gets his award. I, I've there's not a lot bigger than Justin Jefferson winning offensive player of the year. Oh yeah, yeah what he's done since he got into the league, just insane. Him and Jamar Chase, um, have just been like instant. Like since they stepped foot in the league, have been great. Um. And so I'm like, to see, just, like, again, he'll be one of those guys of sauce where I'm just like, I know I'm watching like a stud and like by the end of his 10 year in 10 years, when he's still playing, I'm going to be like, that guy's the best receiver of all time or something like that. Something close to that, because like the way he's been playing is just insane. Also, speaking and, of Micah Parsons, the Cowboy defense right now, uh, the third string quarterback for the Titans and their backups are about to drive down the field and score another touchdown on him and bring the game back to 24-20. So, uh, yeah, Parsons is out of the picture for this award, in my opinion, now. Yeah, I, again, like, the, that Cowboys defense has not been playing well. Um, and, and, again, Mike Parsons would be up for the award if Nick Bosa wasn't in the picture because he's so good. But he he exists. He's in the league. Oh, who just went down? I don't know. I thought I saw. I thought I saw eleven go down. And I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. Michael Parsons just got hurt. That would have been crazy. <laughs> that, that would have axed the war. We would have declared it on the podcast. <laughs> just locked it up." But um, and finally, the most contentious award. But I think something that's pretty clear at this point, even though Raj can disagree. Both Peter and I say it. Patrick Mahomes is two thousand and twenty-three NFL listen, MVP. Listen. I don't, just so I'm not repetitive, I'm going to give Hurts a little, I'm going to back up Hurts, you know, he's my quarterback, I'm going to back him up a little bit, I don't care about what anyone says, where you can just throw any quarterback in there, they can still drop whatever many points Gardner dropped, I don't care what anyone says, Hurts has been playing on another level this season, and he's been playing very well. And I don't know what else. I mean, you just watch the tape. He's been playing, <laughs> He's been playing well. But uh, um, Patrick Mahomes' defense is a lot better, so I'm pretty screwed. Oh, the Patrick Mahomes. I thought you said Patrick Mahomes' defense. No, no, no. In terms like, of, like, the Chiefs defense. Like, the Chiefs defense isn't good. No, yeah, um, no. The reasoning, that, I mean, that's another reason why. Yeah. Um, 
the argument I'll get the argument for Jalen Hurts is simple. You have the best record in the league. You're the one seed. It hasn't been in doubt for a while. He's playing really well on his feet. He's not turning the ball over. And he he's the best. Uh, he's not the best player on the best team because Lane Johnson and is the best player on the Eagles. Um, but um, he's one of the best players. He's the quarterback on the best team in the league with the best record, and he's been playing well. That's the argument for Jalen Hurts. Um, unfortunately, this injury situation has set him out. I don't really think they're, he's going to play that well against New Orleans this week. I think he's going to run the ball, hand the ball off, and they're going to—he's going to only really throw the ball when he needs to, and they're just going to secure the one seed and set him in the last week. Um, but he's—he's he, again, he's deserving. If they gave him the award, which they're not going to, um, he would be deserving of it. But the real MVP of the league is Patrick Mahomes, and we're going to go through this real quick. Patrick Mahomes' team is whatever the record is. They have three losses. They have their. If again, if the Chiefs if the Chiefs win, and the Bengals beat the Bills, they'll be the number one seed. So they have a chance to be the number one seed. And the Chiefs team is way, way, way worse than any other team in the league that's in the playoff picture. If you look at the the Bengals, for example, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, they had a decent defense from last year. Um, they revamped the offensive line. So I think the Chiefs team, I mean the Bengals team, especially with their weapons on the outside on the perimeter, are better than the Chiefs. Take the Bills. The Bills have a dominant defense. Stephon Diggs is their wide receiver. They have other good pieces around. That's also a solid offensive line. The Bills team is better. When you look at the Eagles, the Eagles have an all-around better team. They have a better running back. They have a better receiving core. They have a better offensive line. They have a better defense. Everything about the Eagles is better than the Cal- uh, than the Chiefs, aside from the tight end position, which even the Eagles, when Dallas Goddard is healthy, is he's not as close to as good as Travis Kelsey, but he's still a really good tight end. So... Um, like, Patrick Mahomes doesn't have the team that these other candidates have, and the dude is balling. He's got a ton of touchdown passes, a ton of throwing yards. Number one in the league in throwing yards, number, like, two or three in uh, passer rating. Um, Patrick Mahomes is, again, we've been talking about a lot on this list, and it's the talent that's available in the sport right now. Patrick Mahomes is an all-time great. He's playing at an all-time great level on a team that probably shouldn't be this good if not without him. So Patrick Mahomes, I think, is is the winner of the MVP award. I'm running with Hurts. I don't care. Let me be a delusional Eagles fan. <laughs> um, other candidates that were up for this award, um, Joe Burrow. Um, unfortunately, I think they kind of started off slow, and it's going to take a lot for uh, the Bengals to get that first seed. And I think Mahomes has better stats than Burrow, so unless like something drastically changes. But they listen, they could. If, if Joe Burrow gets the number one seed and Patrick Mahomes starts playing like crap and um, – well, not that I think they can get there, but I think Mahomes that work. Yeah, that Bengals team is better too than the Chiefs team. Um, and then we got the fall off of Josh Allen. Yeah, let's talk about the fall out of Josh Allen. So uh, I listen to a lot of Nick Wright. He's on First Things First. Shout out to Fox. They don't really need our, our viewership. Um, but he's a very known jo- Josh Allen hater. And I agree with a lot of what he says in terms of Josh Allen has gotten a lot of love from the media because he does crazy things. He hurdles over people. He has a cannon of an arm. But Josh Allen has not been playing well and does not have a pedigree that like lines up. Like, yeah, his team has a great record. But if you look at what Josh Allen's been doing the last couple of weeks, it's not very impressive. Mm-hmm. It's um, been kind of he's been kind of mediocre ever since ever since that loss to Miami to Tua. He hasn't really been going off. Here's what I'll actually, read. No, the loss to the Jets. Yeah, I'll read you the last his last couple of games. All right, um, against the Bears a couple of days ago. 57% completion percentage, 172 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. That's not good. Against the Dolphins, he had three, 304 yards, four touchdowns. That was a good game. Jets, 
147 yards, one touchdown. Not good. Patriots, 223 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks. All right, game. Lions, two touchdowns, one interception, 57% completion percentage. Not good. Browns serves one touchdown the whole entire game, 197 yards. The Vikings, he gets 330 yards, has two interceptions, one touchdown. Against the Jets, he has no, he has two interceptions, finished with a 46.8% passer rating. Packers, two interceptions, 75% rating. Like, he's not, the guy's just not playing well. He has 32 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, um, with a quarterback rating on the year at 96.1. Um, he's just not been playing that well. And I'm not saying he can't get that. I'm not saying he's out. He's not going to be able to make some noise in the playoffs. Um, but I think when you're looking at it right now, he's completely out of the picture. I would vote for Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons, Jay Jettas, Matt Mahomes, Hurts, all before I voted for Josh Allen for MVP. Yeah, he's... he's oh, did he's, I forget Burrow in that list? Burrow, yeah. So. He, Josh Allen turned into a turnover machine re, as of recent. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. For your fantasy team. Yeah, that's why I'm starting Burrow this week. Because you have both options. But It's the fantasy playoff... Fi- oh, yeah, I really I really had a draft master class this season. Yeah. We'll talk about that in another episode. Oh, yeah. Um, but in the time being, that has been this this episode of This Week in Sports, us recapping Luka Donich, some of the NFL, and then ultimately the NFL awards. If you made it far in this video, we thank you all for watching. Remember to drop a like, drop a comment, um, subscribe to the channel. We drop like, episodes like this weekly. Go check out our other content. We drop uh, full-length episodes, like an hour long, about just kind of what's going on in our life, things that we find cool. So with that being said, this has been the Watch Nothing Podcast, and we will see you next time. Yes, sir. Dallas is going to be a first-round exit.